the way for anything. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 111 of the Lift Free and Diet Hard podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Coates. And I have Kelsey and Dennis Heenan here today. And they are the founders of Hitburn. And is that, am I saying it right? Because it's H-I-I-T, but it's Hitburn. And uh, you guys have also built uh, Kelsey's massive personal brand, The Daily Kelsey, which we'll talk a little bit about that. And I, I got to meet you guys initially at the 2021 Vigor Ground Fitness and Business Summit. Luke is a close friend of all of ours and uh, awesome human and someone who's been on my podcast a bunch of times. And then we got to sit down and hang out with Luca at dinner again in New York at Kenny Santucci's event, Strong New York, where we all spoke as well. So that was cool. And I want to also preface this by saying that we're going to talk a bit about it. We're all speaking at Raise the Bar. I've been promoting that a lot. Just had Jill Coleman on. So crazy lineup. Luca's speaking, Don Saladino speaking. And that's uh, in late February. And we're also going to talk. I have a lot of questions about your event, Becoming a Super Coach, which is going to be March 11th at Vigor Ground in Seattle, Luca's gym. And you guys, Don and Luca, are all going to be doing that. And I'll be there just ha to hang out. So thanks for coming on. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having us. We're yeah. so excited. Well, you guys are... You guys have done some really cool stuff in your careers. And there's this, there are people that I, I see on social media who've done a really good job of setting kind of these boundaries around here's where we work, here's what we do, but then you're not on or accessible 24 seven. And I know that the business that you built, which I want to talk about has created a lot of freedom, but at the same time, you're going to have you're going to be picky about coming and doing these things. So it's actually really cool that you guys wanted to do this. So I appreciate it. So oh, let's ask you about the massive online business that you guys built and really kind of just how you guys built that. And I know we've, we've sat down and we've talked about this, but I want to share this because I really care about pulling back the curtain for the coaches who want to build something bigger, want to create the financial freedom, the flexibility. So just what, how did it happen? Yeah. Do you want to start? Um, sure. Yeah. So back in 2010, when we both got married, I started kind of dabbling in just the online space in general, just learning kind of just the back end of things, like how to build websites and just, you know, tried a lot of different stuff. Um, and during that same period of time, I was doing uh, personal training. And then in 2013, was it 2013? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 2013, um, I was doing full-time personal training, like morning and afternoon, that's typical trainer schedule. <laughs> and then um, during the middle of the day, I was focusing on, you know, building online programs, websites, um, anything within the health and fitness realm, and kind of got into the affiliate marketing side of things, um, where kind of, if you're not familiar with that, it's where kind of like you recommend someone else's program, you send traffic there, they do the same thing for you. It's a great way to just kind of build your email list, uh, sell different programs and things like that. And then, um, yeah, the goal was when I quit doing like the in-person personal training and focusing on that, the goal was to have Kelsey join, uh, within one year and we, hit that goal and we went and traveled and did that stuff. So then Kelsey and I were both running the business uh, together and yeah, it's just been a journey since then. It has. First of all, your cat. Ozzy made it appearance. Sorry guys, there's no video for this, but Ozzy just came close. So he's up in my arms. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> so you guys, when we, when we sat down and had dinner, you guys explained how you actually flipped roles along the way, right? Dennis, mm -hmm. you were sort of the, the front facing uh, star because I mean, you're, you're a taller guy than me, but there's some serious abs under there, right? 
And so you're in shape, you guys live it, but then something flipped. So how did that happen? Yeah. So Dennis was training, doing like learning the online backend. And I was working at a school district at the time when I was getting all my certifications and kind of starting in the process. And so when we first started the business, Dennis was doing a lot more of the front end coaching and I was doing a lot more of the back end, like customer service and things like that. And then we started doing a lot of it together. And then after a while, Dennis was like, I really like more of the marketing. And I was like, I really like coaching. Mm. <laughs> and so we kind of just uh, fully traded that role. But I mean, Dennis obviously still makes appearances in videos and those are people's favorites, obviously. Mm. Uh, and I still love coaching, but we, we have different roles in the business, but it works really well because we, we know everything kind of inside out and out. And I would say we're certainly not perfect, but we're, we're married. And so that like gives us a level of like understanding with each other too, to be able to, uh, yeah, just know that we, we got to work through the challenges and yeah, make it happen. Yeah. I think there were some important lessons along the way with like the, because I was on camera, I was able to teach Kel some things when she started becoming, you know, getting more and more comfortable on camera and like being able to like, speak to her in a way where it's like, I know this is like, if you increase your energy by 10 times when you're on camera, cause that's kind of what you have to do. Um, there's like little things like that, but also just like being in the business and knowing like every aspect, like Kels understands a lot of the back end, just like I understand a lot of the front end stuff. And so it's been, it was, yeah, it was kind of good to just be able to know all of that as we transition to where we're at now. There's also something cool and unique with you guys where you really are a team that has built a business and you have the, the resources, the time, the resources of two people with complementary skill sets. Don and his wife, Mel, kind of have that same dynamic. Mel's very much kind of hides in the background. Like she prefers that way. Whereas Don is, I mean, he's gone, right? He's like trading Ryan Reynolds, but he himself is just this like cover model. And you, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Dean Somerset, who's local here to Edmonton, but Dean's wife actually does a tremendous amount of his back-end stuff. And Dean has got a full-time trainer, writing a book, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It's, it's sort of, a, if you get really lucky and you find that perfect partner, it's sort of a cheat code, I suppose. For sure. <laughs> totally. I mean, we lucked out with that for sure. <laughs> and I guess we're all friends with Sohi Lee as well. Yeah. And Sohi and Ben, they're together. And, and I love seeing their energy. I'll come back around to that, but so outside of marrying the right person, what are the other pillars that you guys built, put your time into that allowed you to create, I mean, you guys have a very successful business. And so that's why you're in the position to be able to teach something like the event, like becoming a super coach is to unlock, like Don does the same thing. It's unlocking, maybe it's all the fear of success, the all the brute force work that I think a lot of trainers try to do, trying to do everything. What actually mattered and what were you guys able to just like push to the side? Really good question. Do you want to start? Um, yeah. I, so the one thing I would say is we tried a lot of things and we failed at a lot of things. And I think it's, it was during those times when you try and fail and you, you don't necessarily fail, you learn from it. Um, I mean, to give an example, the very first program that I ever launched online, it took me, you know, six to eight months to build. I think I sold like four copies and it's, it's like, I realized I was like, oh, wow, I spent a lot of time and effort into 
creating this really great program. But if you don't get it in front of people, which is where the marketing side comes in, then it's not going it, to, you're never going to sell it. And I think the other piece of that too is, especially in these last couple of years, seeing the changes in a lot of the platforms like Instagram and Facebook and, and TikTok and things like that, it's not being reliant on one single avenue. And it's going consistently back to what's always been there and what's been pretty consistent. And over the years for us, like the email side of things is, has been the number one sales driver um, since the beginning. And so that's consistently where we're trying to get people is to, to our email list. One, because we send emails every day. It's a great way to connect with people, provide the content you want to provide, but also it's a great way to sell. And, um, you know, when you look at the platforms that have really like, like a YouTube, for example, is another great example. Like, yes, they have their YouTube shorts, but their long form videos live there forever. Like the videos we produced like five, six years ago are still our number one watch videos. And that's crazy to think about because those things drive leads and they, then they drive sales. Um, so yeah, I would say trying a lot of different things and not being afraid to put yourself out there and try different things. Yes. Failing fast mm -hmm. is one of the biggest things that, yeah, we've learned because it, it can feel really challenging, especially as a coach, when you want to provide the best product for your clients and for people in the world. And it's really important to, to know what you're doing to have really good products. But like Dennis said, if, if no one sees it, it could be the most amazing training program in the world, but we have to figure out ways to be able to resonate with our audience. And so sometimes you can have a great program, you put it out there in the world and there's crickets, like Dennis said, with the first program that, that he put out. So, so maybe it just needs a little bit different of a sales page. Maybe it needs a different headline. You know, there, there are different, you don't have to throw out the baby at the bathwater. There are different things that you can do to, to be able to make it more attractive, to bring people in. Um, so definitely would agree with that. Mm -hmm. It's nice to hear you, Dennis, especially say like, and for anybody, I'm going to get, make sure my cat doesn't get on the keyboard. Ozzy, be good. It, with what you guys have built, it's nice to hear that, Hey, you know, my first program that took forever to build didn't go anywhere because how many people listening and kind of are struggling with various aspects? I mean, everybody listening is tired of hearing how badly they need to have an email list. You need to, I was late on that, but been building it. And I am just about to put together my first lead magnet. So like I'm year 13 in the industry, all the stuff I've been doing, all the public speaking, whatever, I still, and I've been working on it for a while. My web developers finally got to upload it uh, probably this week, but I'm behind on this stuff, but you still, okay, still go do it. I know that it has potential. It'll be valuable. It's still better to go and do it late than never at all or say, oh, the window has passed. Uh, a lot of people would think that the last few years, you know, the opportunity to build Instagram had passed. Well, you know, three years ago, I had 3,000 followers. And by the time anyone listens to this, I'll have tipped slightly over 100,000. I'm just slightly under right now. And I very deliberately worked on building a large audience. So that way I had the ability to get in front of a lot of people. That still has to come with things like, like email lists. But I understood the value of it. So I actually developed that skill, worked on it, and it goes a long way. So I, I think... You're, you're right. So how did you guys go about building the large email list? What what gave you guys the, the people are going to show up for a reason and you have to give them a really strong reason to want to follow you, to give you their email, all this sort of stuff. How did you guys build that? Yeah. So, I mean, we, like I mentioned earlier, we started out in the affiliate world, which has changed a lot over the years. It's become 
I would say increasingly more difficult um, when it comes to the affiliate side, just because a lot of times affiliates nowadays want 100% or 100 plus percent of commissions, which is um, typically it's fine if you have a if you know your backend and you know that you can sell more more to your to your clients on the backend. Um, that said, like that's how we originally started building our email list was through that. But then we started experimenting with Facebook ads back in 2015, and so we started building out different. Um, funnels and, and things like that. And the, the thing that really exploded our business was uh, different quizzes. So just sending people down, asking them several different questions and then recommending them a program. Um, our biggest thing is we, the, the fitness space in general, especially the sales side is kind of a, like you're either on that extreme side where you're making all types of claims just to make the sale or make someone feel terrible just to make them buy and it's striking that balance where it's like you have to market, you have to sell because you know if you're a trainer, you have the best program. You have to be confident that your program is the best and is going to change someone's life. So like you have to be able to sell them. And because if you don't sell them, they're going to someone else and they're going to buy from them. And that program is probably, and I mean, if you're a confident trainer, it's going to be worse than yours. So <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I tell trainers when they're scared of selling. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go as far as say you have a moral obligation to sell this person, but yeah, if you're confident in what you're you have, then it, it's no longer selling. Kelsey, mm -hmm. thoughts on all that stuff. Yes, I agree. And this is a conversation that is always ongoing between Dennis and I. And this is why I'm really grateful that we have each other to kind of be a sounding board because I uh I am the kind of person where it's like I never want anyone to Feel badly about themselves. I want only to encourage. I want to like, I'm very, very, very specific and careful about how I talk about people's bodies and weight and food and all of these things. And so that doesn't, that it's challenging to hook people when I am so specific. Right. And so Dennis and I have these conversations where it's like, tell us if we don't get people in and, and we're, we're, completely like transparent. We never say anything that is rude or mean to anybody, but sometimes you have to use like a little bit of flash and pizzazz to bring people into your world because then when they're in your world, like Dennis was saying, you have programs that will change their life. They are now in your community and you can speak to them every day. You can speak the love and the truth and the strength into all these people. And so figuring out like, for me, the switch has been, okay, what, what is, 42 year old Jennifer in Iowa saying to herself that she wants. So what is the language that your clients are speaking? And uh, a really, I think, simple example of this that will probably, I don't know if it will spark controversy with your trainers, but uh, the word tone, I've, I've had multiple uh, trainers uh, be like, I hate the word tone. It's so dumb. It's not scientifically real. Yes. And however, what are you going to say? I feel no. like you have so many thoughts and feelings that I'm no. curious about. I know where you're going and I agree with yes. you. You finish it, please. Okay. So anyway, where I'm going is, yes, I understand why trainers feel this way, that it's not a word that should be used. However, that's what Jennifer in Iowa wants. She's mm -hmm. saying, I want to tone my legs or my arms or whatever it is, or my abs. And so we need to be kind and, and meet her where she's at and say, I hear you, you are heard. And then we can continue to teach and be like, girl muscle, drop body fat. It's, you know, it's, it, 
gets you the things that you want, but language is ever evolving. Mm -hmm. And if we don't change our language to meet what people are saying, then they won't be able to resonate with uh, our marketing. Well, and I'll give you an example too. Like the, we created a program and we, the, how we were teaching nutrition at the time was like very flexible carb cycling to help people understand here's what a low carb day is. Here's what a high carb day is. Here's how the foods to focus on things like that. The, the original program was called hip burns carb cycle program, which didn't sell well. The next thing we were like, okay, let's make it like a timeline. So we called it the 21 day carb cycle didn't sell well. So then we call this is the exact same program. We then called it 21 day rapid fat loss. How do you think it sold extremely well? And it, it wasn't a 21 day plan, but we basically structured it like, Hey, let's understand how to eat these foods. And then we show you how to make it a lifestyle. And if we would have never just changed the name and put a little pizzazz because Jennifer in Iowa knows like, Oh, I want to have rapid fat loss. It's like, awesome. Like we didn't, I hate that name. But it sold a lot. It changed a lot of people's lives because it helped them understand food, understand how to fuel their body well. And so many people still from back when we launched it, like 2016, 2017, are still following that same structure of, of nutrition, which is amazing. Um, so it's it's giving them what they want and then sneaking mm-hmm. in what they need. So I got excited. You know, anybody you're only listening because I don't air these video wise. But I, I was getting really excited as Kelsey was going through this. I actually, I'll find it, I'll dig it out, and I'll actually send it to you at some point. But I have a social media post that goes into that, and in particular, this like this. Pedan- I see trainers do this, and they put up this really pedantic lecture about why tone is not a thing. And I roll my eyes when I see. I walk on by. I don't interact, but I look at this, and it's like, if you're the trainer, we've all been there. We've been there. If you're the trainer, that someone says to you, "Hey, you know, I don't want to get too muscular." I just want to tone up and you go into lecture mode and educate them why tone isn't a thing. You've destroyed trust. That person is going to walk out the door feeling stupid. You've lost a sale and lost the opportunity to change your life. If my answer to that is, Kelsey, it was like, it was a paraphrase of what you said. It's like, I absolutely hear what you're saying. I, I know exactly what you mean. Great. And then you just, you just make them feel welcome there. And through your training, you don't even need to tell them tone is not a thing. But just like you said, you, you teach about muscles built, you teach them how fat's lost. And along the way, they're going to learn. You don't need to go into this lecture mode to demonstrate how much you know, because it is the language. And every trainer knows, this, even the pedantic ones who fight this battle, you know, this is the word, the language in common use amongst the people who are trying to help. So I find sometimes they like to get into this like little sanctimonious posting in the echo chamber amongst other trainers for that little pat on the back. and. I I want everybody to kind of like shake that sort of thinking off. Look at what people like you guys are doing. Look what Don Saladino is doing. By the way, you definitely taught Don the quiz stuff, right? That's where he got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Watch what you guys are doing and don't get so rigid about the use of language like rapid rapid fat loss. Mm -hmm. Learn to scale, build brand. I'm so much more open-minded now about all this stuff. I'm always interested in learning about how people have built systems and scale and I just had a conversation with uh, Jill Coleman about this recently as well. And we've got so many people who like, I, I watch your guys media and you're running around in an elf costume recently, a whole lot. Right. <laughs> and life's fun. It's clear that you guys have a lot of time to just do other stuff. It's not like Luca and I are wired different. Like Luca and I, it's like 24 seven work, 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 work. We got to learn yeah. to run that. <laughs> but then if you watch Sohi and Sohi's life is rich, full of uh, friends, Sierra Nelson's in there. Uh, Marcus Martinez, obviously Ben, uh, a handful of other people who make regular appearances all the time. You guys are in there. 
and it's obvious that there's this rich life that lets you guys you're not in work mode 24 7 and like can you tell can you explain how things have changed what life was like during the stages where you were working all the hours the in-person clients and what that was like versus what it's like now so yes we have gone through many phases and iterations of our business and i think they are all important some of them were not fun some of them had zero balance some of them were extremely stressful and uh i did not like what we were doing um because it was all consuming however what we've learned is really, really important. So over the years, the whole reason why we started this business and we time and time again, we've been like, go back to why we started <laughs> because it's so easy to, to get lost in the can be doing more, can be producing more, can be making more, can be creating, you know, all the time. And I think it's important to work hard. Absolutely. And also life is really short and can be very fragile. So if we don't like have some balance built in purposefully, it's really easy to let it just go by and feel stressed the whole time. So for us, we started because we wanted to have a lifestyle business where we were able to make money helping people with fitness and lifestyle online and also travel and experience the world in different ways. And that was really the whole reason why we started. Yeah, and I think that I I always say that whenever we speak um, in front of in front of people, I, I just kind of preface this by we we were at a mastermind back in 2015, and I remember it was us and five other businesses, and the other five other businesses, all of them wanted to be 100 plus million dollar businesses, and they all went before us telling their goals, like all this stuff, and a lot of them were doing extremely well online. And I remember it got to us, and our my buddy, my good friend Tyler, who was running the thing, looks at me and goes don't just say what they said. What do you want to, to achieve? And he knew, cause he knew the answer from the both of us. We wanted a smaller lifestyle business that, you know, funded our life that so we could travel and, and eat out and do those things. But over the years, like Kels was saying, because we've gone through many iterations when you're having like, you know, we've had different levels of, of success within the business. It's very easy to get lost in that, to just be like, no, grow, grow, grow. But there's also been several times where we've sat down and we're like, oh my gosh, we have X amount of employees. We now have to manage all these people, blah, blah, blah. This isn't fun. And so I think it's important to really sit down and say, okay, if you want that $100 million business, awesome. Go Amazing. go for it. Like, you know, just know what it's going to take to get there. If you want that lifestyle business, when things are going super well, remember that where you want to go because more isn't necessarily better. And I think that's something that we've constantly needed to remind ourselves of. Um, especially in this day and age, when you see other people that are like, oh, you need to do, you know, high end coaching because this is going to make you, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a month or whatever it is. But it's like, if high end coaching isn't what you want to do, it's not going to be fun. Even if you're making that money, it's still not going to be fun. You're at some point you're going to get burned out or, you know, whatever that is and, and go back to what you actually want to be doing. I love it. I yeah. love pulling back the curtain, all this stuff, you know, any Kelsey, any more thoughts to add to that? Yeah, I mean, so so basically that is the purpose of it. And what we've really landed on is, okay, what do we want to be like work-wise? How do we want to be spending our time? And so that kind of determines how we set up the offerings that we have. And then we are very purposeful in being like, okay, what are the what are the things that we want to be about? So like this year it's like 
I mean, we love food, we love coffee. And so we're trying to try a new restaurant every week. We're trying to go and do fun, different shows. So we're kind of just like looking and booking on the spot when we feel like that's something that we want to do. So purposefully having like, okay, these are the things that we want to be out, be about business-wise and continuing to not get distracted. It's so easy to be like, oh, this person said this is working really well. Oh, this is taking off on this platform. So I've got to do that too. It's like, no, stay focused and do the things that will help you get to that ultimate goal of what you want. And I think piggybacking off of that, that said, don't be afraid to try things because some things that like you might think like, oh, I don't, I, I'm not going to like TikTok. You might love TikTok. So might as well try it, try, give it a week, give it a two weeks, whatever it is and try it. And maybe that is something that you fall in love with or like doing long form YouTube videos. Maybe that's something you fall in love with. You never know what's gonna, what you're really gonna love because if you do love doing something like for me personally, I love writing emails. I love, you know, editing videos and doing that stuff on the back end. That stuff is so easy for me. I look forward to doing it every single day. Um, brainstorming social media posts for, you know, for her to post or for us to post, whatever that is. Um, and so it's like trying, trying all these different things. It's like, you can figure out what one, what you're good at two what you like, and then combine those two and really focus on those two or three areas. And, um, you know, over the years, like we said, it, it, it's evolved. Like there were, there were times where, you know, we didn't take breaks for years on end. Like, yes, we were traveling, but we were still working in the mornings and then going out and traveling. So I think it's important to build that stuff into, and just like Kelsey was saying, like, Hey, this weekend we're shutting down and we're going to Comic-Con or whatever it is. Um, and dressing up like Buddy the Elf. And uh, it was a hit. Yeah, it was a hit. <laughs> uh, I, I like a lot of what you said in there, particularly like the things you enjoy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff about social media that's thrown in here. So I want to go at that. You know, I mentioned how I built mine. I actually enjoy a lot of aspects of social media. You have to have some, some boundaries around it. But I think a lot of people have a negative relationship with it. So we'll come back to that. But I found a lot of value, but it also can't be all encompassing. You guys have built two large followings. Hitburn has a large following. Kelsey's account has a large following. Is there anything you think that coaches get wrong? They're focused on, on the wrong thing. I, I will preface this by saying I've understood the value of having the following. There is a lot of social proof in having the large following. It's also why people you know, try to fake this sort of thing. But again, no one's buying from you. Fake followers don't buy your programs. But there's a lot of social proof there. Also, it has allowed me to have more touch points with information that can positively impact more people. And the reality is, is it also does make me more appealing to event organizers when they want speakers, uh, publications that want writers. And those are two realms that things have really exploded for me in the last couple of years. So what do you, what do you guys think, where do you think coaches are focused the, the wrong way? Priorities are kind of twisted. Any of your thoughts about social media on that Well, I'll start with, there are so many ways to be successful and lots of different strategies that can work. So I don't know, like, if there's any one specific thing that would be like, never do that besides like, I just, I personally don't like, obviously like lying, giving false information, <laughs> um, obviously. Um, and then also I, I'm not like, I don't like, uh, things where people are making fun of other people. I think, I don't think that's helpful. Um, so I think things like that are, are a way that people can kind of go down the wrong road. 
um, what would you say? Well, I think social media has changed a lot over the last three years. Uh, you know, there, there's been a shift within the social media side of things. And I think a lot of it right now is very much geared towards entertainment side. Like people on social media want to be entertained. Um, there's still an education piece of that. Um, so I, I do think people do still consume a lot of like get short bits of information from like Instagram and TikTok and things like that. But I think the overwhelming um, aspect now is entertainment. Uh, we were just having this conversation the other day, though, um, when if you're feeling discouraged about social media in general, you have to remember how many more consumers there are than there are creators. There seems like there's a lot of creators out there and there is. But there, I don't know what the number is, but there is way more consumers. And those consumers are waiting for your content to, to be out there. And you just never know what's what's going to take off. And that's why, like when we started our Instagram, I and mean, this was back in um, 2014, I think, is when we jumped on Instagram. We tried everything. Like we were posting, I mean, if you go back to in our feed, we were posting like written workouts. We were posting like just random photos of our dog. Like it was all over the place. And what grew us very, very quickly was when we became consistent posting workouts every single day. We just used, um, we posted whatever workout we were doing or we'd film something at home and we posted, I mean, I would honestly say for like almost 18 straight months, we posted something every day. And that's what the the consistency was. We got out of the groove a little bit back, um, unfortunately, after one of our dogs passed. And then um, that, was, that was a very tough time. But then um, yeah, it's like you have to get into that rhythm of posting consistently because you have to think too, one, what do the people want? But two, also what do the algorithms want and what do those platforms want? They want you to post. As a content creator, they want you to post and get people to come back and look at your stuff. I've rarely missed a day in over three years. And that's one of the keys as well. I, yep. I think you ultimately have to commit to that sort of thing. And mm -hmm. in my case in particular, it's been, I wasn't really committed to Instagram before three years ago. Haphazardly put up random things, a little bit of a workout, whatever had a brief dabbling in infographics which went absolutely nowhere and back in 2017 when those blew up and people like well Sohi and spencer nadolsky and jordan syatt they rode the infographic wave to super blow up their followings at the time and i got nowhere with that and i didn't find it enjoyable and i'm not really good with that sort of creative stuff and style but then i just simply post up these these twitter captions and quite frankly people love them and it hits critical mass to the point where there's the 10, 15 accounts that everybody sees everybody sharing all the time. And mine is one of those accounts and it just keeps growing and growing, which is cool. That works for me because writing is one of the things that I enjoy and value. Mm -hmm. Video is a realm, like you said, entertainment and video now is a big thing. I've got mm -hmm. a, a guy, a pal of mine, I used to mentor and he's got a sense of humor, great, great sense of humor, British accent. And he went from 5,000 followers to 450,000 in the space of under four months because he's got a, his video editing is great. His formula is great. His sense of humor is excellent. And he blends it with being informative and it's magic. And he's pretty much the fastest growing account I've ever seen on Instagram. TikTok, I don't even pay attention to because I don't have the bandwidth to mess with that. But Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> absolutely crushed it with, with Instagram. Now, I, th I think it's also lightning in a bottle, but I'm noticing now video creators like, so his name is Stephen Keen. He's in the UK. Uh, another form, uh, another teenage guy, Tanner Shuck, has been really leaning hard into video. Now, Tanner's got a very different style, but Tanner has seen his Instagram grow through reels a lot. So it's uh, it's definitely a vehicle. I know I need to get a little bit more into the video style, and I'm working on bringing people in who have those skills to teach me that stuff. I'm not like Dennis, who just loves video editing. 
But if you're good at video editing, hell, that's a skill right now. It is. And if you think about, um, I mean, we love going to movies. And if you really think about movies and TV shows and think about how quick the cuts are, it's constant. It's like, you know, every two to six seconds, I think, is what the the kind of the cadence is. And when you when you really start watching people's videos that really do well, there is, a. I mean, yes, some of them are just kind of like one angle or whatever, but the information is good. But also the editing process has become so much better. Um, and I think partly as, you know, attention spans, people want that quick content. And, um, but again, if it's something that you love doing, try it out. And, and, but again, you have to be consistent, like give it time. Don't post for one week and be like, well, if I gained one follower, it's like, no, like you have to consistently be posting, um, over the, over a period of time, um, to, to really see some growth. Anything else, Kelsey? Yeah, I, I just, I agree. I mean, I think, I think it's a, it's a balance of understanding your skills, what you enjoy, um, and also just not being afraid to learn something new. I think having, especially in the online space, being able to pivot quickly in the sense of, you know what, I, I know this is a little bit scary, this is outside of my comfort zone, but I'm gonna try it. And having the willingness to be vulnerable a little bit is an incredible skill. Maybe it's not gonna be your avenue, maybe it's not gonna be the thing that you end up loving or that brings you a ton of success, but we'll never know if we don't try. And so giving us, giving ourselves the permission to try things is super important. I like that a lot, permission to try. So I've mentioned this a number of times throughout this, but you guys are often surrounded by some very high profile, successful people in the industry. Luke is a great example. Don Saladino is a great example. Um, so he, and it's obviously no coincidence that a lot of people who've done that have are are all spending time together. Now, there's obviously the friends that we have who aren't fitness industry stars who we spend downtime with or whatever. So, like sometimes that stuff plays well on social media. Anyway, like I'm gonna have some of my closest friends over for dinner in a week and a half, and the whole room full of them combined will have less than a thousand followers on social media because they don't care about that. They're not in fitness. They're not in the industry. They don't give a shit. Right. And I won't really put that on blast, but how important has it been to have, you know, your circle be comprised of people who are big thinkers, they're ambitious, they're hardworking, they're successful in this space. What has that done for you guys? I think it's important. And also, I think it's important to genuinely care about people for who they are versus just being interested in them for their success or their follower account or whatever it is. Like there are some of our best friends in the world don't even have social media. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, you don't have to necessarily, uh, have a huge social media account to be a big thinker and to be successful. And, but it, it is really important. Like I, I do love surrounding myself with people who think outside of the box who are very, very curious, uh, who are willing to, like I was talking about before, try new things. And that to me challenges me to not get complacent and to always, yeah, just continue to be curious. That's super important to me. Well, and collaboration has been a huge yeah. piece of what we've done. And, but even in the beginning of everything, like we were in the, the affiliate world, for example, like we were collaborating with other people just in, through email. So like, someone could have an email list that's writing as a woman who was actually a man. And I know that person and they're, you know, recommending things. So that's like the affiliate world where it's different on social media is like, that's their, the actual person that you're meeting up with. But I mean, 
when we were doing collaborations back in like 2019 and then obviously with 2020, um, it kind of got changed around a little bit, but then we've gotten back into that. That's when we really started seeing a lot of growth and meeting a lot of people. And we always say this when we're on stage, like reach out, like, especially like if you have a gym or like, are you traveling to a different city or whatever that is, like reach out to people that you want to meet. But, but again, like Kelsey was saying, like, make sure you genuinely want to meet them. Don't just like want to meet them just to get a selfie with them. So they like repost it. It's like, you can always kind of feel that energy, but it's like just hitting people up to be like, Hey, do you want to, Hey, I'm in town. Do you guys know a good gym? If you're around, do you want to meet up for a workout? Like we've met up with tons of people that have just like hit us up or like we've recommended gyms or, you know, whatever that is. And, um, it's always fun meeting people. And I, I think a lot of times it's, it's just putting yourself out there and being like, okay, let's, let me try to reach out to them. But then I'll also say if they don't respond to you on social media, that the Instagram in, inbox, for example, is horrible. So try to hit them up on email as well, because that's typically the better way, better way to go. Totally. Totally. I, I love meeting new people. It's so fun. And collaboration is, it, it helps you create awesome content. And I love like learning from other people. I love being coached. <laughs> so collaboration just is a, a great way to do that, to be able to create cool social media content. Uh, but yeah, you, you just, meet great people, friends of friends. And that has helped us tremendously without even trying sometimes. It's just, you're, you're talking about your favorite coffee shops in a random city. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's just things happen organically, but I will say, I'm really not afraid of like sliding into DMS of, of people. Like I just being like, Hey, I love your work. I would love to meet you. Dennis and I are coming to, you know, this city. Can, can we grab, get a workout, grab a coffee, something like that. I, um, I love doing that. We, well, we love meeting people. Yeah. Well, we met Don. We were driving. Yeah. If you're driving in New York in the back of an Uber and we saw Ben Bruno. Who walking, we had never met. Who we had never met. Did not know him personally. Yeah. He was walking down the street and we literally hit him up on Instagram and we're like, hey, I think we just saw you walking in New York. Are you here? And he's like, yeah. Like, do you want to meet up? And so we met up with Ben for coffee. And then Ben was like, oh, I'm going to go meet Don Saladino. Do you want to go up with me? And we're like, yeah, sure. And so then we met Don and then we became best friends with Don. <laughs> so random. There's so much of this. It's like, it's me. And Steve Krebs was my last guest. And Steve yeah. is Luca's best friend. And I met Amazing. Steve and Luke in 2017 because I saw this in online ad for this event that had all these cool people in it, like Pete Dupuis and Mark Fisher. There was a massive lineup of people I recognized. So I said, oh, shit, I have to go down and travel to this. Brett Bartholomew was in it, John Russell. And I really didn't know anybody. I brought a couple friends. Turns out they, you know, hired Luke as a business coach around that time. And I just love the event. I made a lot of context. A lot of good stuff came out of it. And then I went back down in 2021. I had Luke on the podcast a few times. And I'm wired just like, life's good to me. So I'm wired to want to share and support other people through my media. And a lot of cool things have turned around and happened. And then that's where, because I've got this longstanding relationship with Luca in 2021, I meet Don. And Don will tell the story of how like I invited him to sit with us at the table, whatever. We got the talking and just became fun and kind of fast friends. And now like, I, I, we're, I'm rebooting my conference in uh, October here in Edmonton. I haven't made any public announcements. I'm working on it. It's mostly Canadian speakers. I'm working on the final details in the lineup, but Luca and Don are two of my speakers. So is Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, right? Mm -hmm. Who I met in New York through yeah. Don and Kenny, who I met at Luca's. So just all these great people, just because you're willing to show up, you'd never know what could possibly happen. And, and Dennis, you said this, it's I'm, I'm big on this. It's not being transactional. It's not going about this stuff with how can I gain from this? A really cool mm -hmm. example of what you said about just even social media. 
I saw my friends, Dr. Mike Uzertel and Nick Shaw, they both shared this graphic by an author named Brad Stolberg. I've got two of Brad's books. I really like them. Practice of Gravitas is phenomenal. And so I saved this graphic because I'm like, I often will share other people's stuff with their name on it, tag them right at the top, just because I'm like, hey, this is great. This is good content. And people will go follow them. So Brad sends me a message saying, thank you. So anyway, we get to chatting a little bit and he's working on social media and I love this sort of stuff. So we get to talking, follow each other. And through that, I invite him on the podcast. So he's my next guest. So you guys will hear him. And on top of that, I then turn around because I know Luca loves books. I introduce Brad to both Luca and to my friend, Jonathan Goodman, who I thought there was a lot of alignment. So Jonathan and him had a great talk. They did a social media collaboration. Luca's going to get Brad on his podcast all just because I tagged someone in a social media post. I wasn't expecting any of that. And what's the first thing? It's, hey, I'm going to share this contact with my friends because I know that something really cool will happen out of this. If you're genuinely wired this way, I've seen so many people who hit me up for things and they ask for things and it's transactional. It's like, what's in it for them? It's like, Mm -hmm. guys, if you go through life, through your career, you're always showing up and you're just willing to share and support other people. I promise you, just people see that. They'll want to be around you. So many good things happen. And it's, it's just not about what you can get out of it. I, I'm at a point now where I have to say no to most things. But when you guys invite me to come and hang out with you guys at your private event, let's talk about this. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fly down. I'm going to take the weekend and do that. So what do you guys got? Why should coaches come and hang out with us at uh, Becoming a Super Coach? Because Don's going to be there. Right? <laughs> Don and Lisa, <laughs> it's the best. Don't no. sell yourself short. Right? <laughs> Don's just an awesome person. Oh Shout gosh. out, Don. Shout out to Don. And honestly, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, the The whole day is is going to be really hands on, which I'm excited about. We'll we'll definitely kind of deep dive into some things just through different talks and stuff. But there's going to be a lot of different kind of hands on workshop type things, which I'm really excited about. And because I think it's going to be uh, you know, it's a, it's a one day thing. So we're going to try and really get it all in and get individual feedback for people and, and things like that. So the, the first part of the day is going to be cool. Um, a little bit of speaking and then hands-on kind of like coaching workshop. And then also going into things like, uh, on camera presence, how do you coach on camera versus in person and kind of some of those, uh, tactical feedback things, which I'm really excited to dig into. And in the afternoon, uh, Dennis is going to do a lot of the talking about kind of transitioning online or creating a product website, all of those things. So, so and really uh, diving in because it, it's it's great to have big, you know, big picture conceptual things, but sometimes it's like, okay, how do I actually do it? Let's open the web page <laughs> mm-hmm. and do it so that we can kind of get moving. And I think one of the things that is going to be really cool about the event is, you know, Lucas trained thousands of people. Don's, you know, is a celebrity trainer, celebrity trainer for, for Kels, like has, they've all trained hundreds, thousands of people. And it's, you know, Luca has an amazing gym. Don had an amazing gym in New York. And it's, so it's, you're going to be getting that hands-on of like improving your coaching, but then also like Kels was saying, it's blending that, blending that with the online side where it's like, okay, how do you, how do you take your personality as a coach and put that online? Because if you go back and look, watch any of my videos or Kelsey's videos or Luca's videos when we first got started, they, I mean, it was so flat. They're kind of cringeworthy. 
like very but cringeworthy. There, there are ways that you can instantly improve your skills on video just by making a few simple tweaks. And a lot of it is practice, just like you've coached a lot of clients. A lot of it is just being in front of the camera and getting your reps in. But then also, you know, like Kelso was saying, actually diving into the back end of building websites and, and stuff like that in this day and age is not that hard to do. And a lot of people think that it's like this really overcomplicated process. And for me, because I've been doing it for 10, 12 years of just like building funnels, I have a million funnels in my head. It's very easy to, to show people, okay, here's, here's the starting point. Here's a, here's how we're going to get to Z, but we're going to, we're going to skip all of the one expensive stuff. Cause it can be really expensive to hire out and do all these things. But with all of the different tools that are out there, you can build a really great online backend for very minimal cost and you don't need any technical experience. And it's something that I helped Mel do and then uh, uh, Don's wife. And then Mel has now taken the reins with that and is doing an amazing job on, on their end. And so it's it's really cool to be able to see that. And I mean, Mel had some technical experience, but I mean, she was pretty much like we were just working together and I was showing her different things. And then, you know, I'd send her a loom video or whatever that was. And now she's crushing it. And so, yeah, me and Mel are going to be the ones kind of leading that side of things. And the cool part is, is because it's, you know, it's going to be me and Mel doing that. Kels, Luca and Don are going to be doing other things. So it's like, if you don't want to have anything to do with the online side, you can go and work with Luca or Don or Kels or um, whatever that is. That's cool. And uh, Don had me a part of Don's affiliate with his course. So a lot of this stuff mm -hmm. overlaps heavily with his course. And it's funny because like I was telling Don, I'm like, it's like, I, I can hear that it's actually Mel, like I'm reading stuff. And I'm like, it's Mel speaking to me, despite Don is in some of the videos <laughs> and Mel is in some of them. So uh, it, it totally, it's like, you could tell it's Mel's, uh, Mel's fingerprints all over it. And she did a ton of work with it. For sure. She's I'm excited. Friend. I can't wait to come down. And then you're also speaking, you're doing something together at Raise the Bar. Nick mm -hmm. and Derek do a killer job with that one. I mean, I think if there's one event to make it this year, and I'm promoting my own for October, I'll, I'll announce it officially kind of maybe, maybe March or April. But for now, like I actually think Raise the Bar is the event because you're going to be in a room full of a, a ton of people who are just like you on the same journey. And a lot of, like I look at the speaker lineup and most of them are actually my friends. And it's crazy to think about because it's also, you know, superstar lineup of not just like successful people, but really quality people. So it's a room I think you want to be in. That one's a three day. So uh, hit me up specifically if you want any info about these things. I'm happy to share. Go follow. Uh, so what social media accounts should they follow you guys on? So my my personal brand is The Daily Kelsey. Uh, and Dennis is Den Heen. Uh, he doesn't post much. But... He doesn't post, but when he does, it's epic. Okay. Well, my last post was of me dressed as the Joker. So you don't want to you don't want to miss those. No. It's amazing. And then our, our fitness brand is called Hitburn. So it's like high intensity interval training. So H-I-I-T-B-U-R-N. Yeah. And I'll reiterate what something you said, Andrew, was just showing up. Like when there are events like this, where, you know, a good amount of people are going to be at, like, it's amazing how many people you can meet and you just never know where, you know, one, the friends are going to meet, but also the, the different connections you can make throughout that. Like when we, when we go to events, we meet so many different people and it's, it's amazing. Like people will come to LA. Yeah. We met you. Um, you know, we got dinner with you, uh, with, with, uh, Luca and YT and yeah, it was just an amazing night. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, just showing up is, is huge. And, and like you said, just go meet people, collaborate, do all that. It's a, it's a great thing. This stuff changed my life and my career, just going to events like this. And you guys mm -hmm. have to be just in New York and look over and find Ben Bruno on the street. I mean, imagine just the, the serendipity of that. And, and right. That, right? Uh, guys, 
you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. I'm grateful to finally get you on. And obviously, I'll be seeing you guys soon. Everybody listening, please go follow them. Go check out what we're talking about. And if you do have any questions about the events we just talked about, please uh, just message me. I'm happy to share. And uh, thank you so much.